Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. I'm Tom Wallace, and we've been talking this week about Al-Qaeda, about Muslim terrorist organizations. Uh, We talked about on Tuesday about uh, Muslim Brotherhood. Yesterday, we kind of introduced how Al-Qaeda got started. And today, we're going to continue with Al-Qaeda and turn our attention to how they began targeting America. And they started hitting us long before 9-11. And if only, if only we started to wake up back then, back since the 70s, if we could have started connecting the dots and started profiling and asking this question, why is it that these people are doing what they're doing? against America. It's not because of our economic advantages. It's not because of our foreign policies, although some things, all, some of these things do weigh in to some element, you know, but when you put it on the scale, yeah, parts of it goes onto the scale to add up to why they're doing what they're doing. But ultimately, they're doing it because of their devotion to the teachings of Islam. If, if our government would be honest and say, listen, we have to weigh in the religion of Islam on why they do what they do. And if that's, and if we start doing it, then we'll be better protected, better guarded. Now we had a time that that was kind of helping. You know, we did look at that to some extent with some of our investigations But a lot of these people were put out of our government, put out of our military, put out of our intelligence communities under the Obama regime because it became politically incorrect to judge the the reasons why they're doing it because of their religion. That wasn't politically correct. And so, therefore, we threw that out of the window. And when we did... We made ourselves less secure, in more danger, and giving these people a stronger foothold against us. We've got to get back to that. And we talked a bit about that yesterday. Why is it that they do what they do? Real Islam and fake Islam. Please, please get that. Please understand that. And if you missed yesterday's broadcast, you can always re-listen to our programs online at fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. And uh, we're also on Spotify. If you have Spotify uh, in your car, most people do these days. You can listen to our shows uh, as podcast on Spotify on your time schedule. We talked about how Al-Qaeda got started and some of the main leaders that were involved. And it started in 1988 as groups of meetings that they started having in Peshawar, which is over in Pakistan, the City of Flowers, uh, Abdullah Azam, Osama bin Laden. These were the two co-founders. Then you had another individual that was uh, very much involved, Muhammad Atif and, uh, and Ayman al-Zarari. We'll get to him maybe a little bit later. 
These all fought together in the Soviet-Afghan War, a 10-year war. It's coming to a conclusion. Uh, and in 1988, they began to, f- to found al-Qaeda in Pakistan. They pronounced a fatwa against America, calling it enemy number one, and uh, also pr- pronouncing fatwas against other Muslim countries like the House of Saud, calling them takfirs, uh, apostates to Islam. Well, the first attack that Al-Qaeda takes credit for was the taking down of our two Black Hawk helicopters during the Battle of Mogadishu in Somalia back in 1993. So they're about five years old now, and they've got uh, operatives fighting um, where Americans are fighting, and they're able to take down, you've heard the story of Black Hawk down, and uh, the capturing of our uh, soldiers and uh, dragging them through the streets of Mogadishu and in Somalia there. Then also they were involved in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing where they drove that van under uh, into the parking lot area underneath the, uh, the trade center there and set off that bomb. The Blind Sheikh was involved with that terrorist attack with Al-Qaeda. And we're just really starting to get acquainted with this group. Moving on five years later, in 1998, the group claimed responsibility for the bombing of our U.S. embassies in Kenya and in uh, Tanzania. And so now they're moving up. They're taking out our embassies that are in Africa. And then a couple years later, We had the suicide bombing attack against USS Cole in Yemen, where we lost 17 soldiers, uh, sorry, 17 sailors, 39 others were injured in that attack. Um, In 1996, uh, the Saudi government uh, uh, expelled uh, Osama from from, uh, Saudi Arabia took away his citizenship. He makes his way to Afghanistan and makes and finds a home and refuge amongst the Taliban, who are also fundamentalists. I prefer the word fundamentalism. Uh, fundamentalism means that they're going to follow the tenets of their scriptures, and they're not going to water it down. They're not going to um, try to interpret things away that are not comfortable for them. They're going to take the word of what they believe is God's word um, as true and follow it without any apology. I do that as a Christian. I consider myself a fundamentalist as a Christian. Therefore, I spread the love of Christ and the gospel of Christ and the truth. I'm commanded to speak the truth with love. There's, there's false teaching out there. We have to speak against it. We have to reveal what is false, but we have, we have to speak truth to this world. So how do they prepare for the attack of 9-11? They want to attack on the homeland. How do they do it? Can they get nukes? Well, they've not been able to do it. Would they love to? Absolutely. But they devised a plan and worked on it and prepared for it for a number of years. And uh, a group of 17 terrorists who were part of al-Qaeda made their way here to America, learning how to um, 
bring destruction from within, coming in covertly, taking a page out of the Muslim Brotherhood's uh, way of of uh, bringing the world under Islam. Uh, so they come in. They're uh, looking like westernized uh, Arabs. Uh, they didn't dress in their regular Islamic garb. They shaved off their beards. They outwardly looked like us, but they came with a mission, and that mission was to bring, uh, to strike a, an attack to the heart of America. Targets were uh, designed and preparations were made. Four passenger airplanes were boarded on September 11, back in 2001, on the East Coast. Large planes filled with fuel to be able to take these aircraft all the way to the West Coast, planning to hijack them and to turn them in as missiles hitting their targets on the East Coast. And so, and we remember what happened. Um, We had first American Flight 11 um, was boarded by five jihadis, two from Egypt, three from Saudi Arabia. Leader of that group was Mohammed Adda, and he was the one who took, uh, was the pilot who flew the plane in. It hit, took off from Boston, and it hit the North Tower at 8.46 in the morning. Between the floors, 93-99, ripped a huge gap in there, and everyone was questioning what happened. We didn't know exactly how could a plane hit these towers. How could, you know, uh, um, how could a pilot make such a mistake? We really were all scratching our head. Where was I at the time? I was a missionary overseas. I was at a meeting in Wales in the United Kingdom. We were meeting for uh, preparing for our uh, uh, camp coming up in the next year. We had just had our camp a few uh, months before. And so we were organizing, preparing for next year's youth camp. And um, when I got in the car to head home, my wife called me. Uh, it was in the afternoon in in. Um, in Britain at that time, she told me, turn on the radio. A plane had flown into one of the uh, World Trade Center's buildings. We didn't know yet that this was a terrorist attack, but it only took a few minutes later for us to waken up to what was going on. About 20 minutes later, uh, United Airlines Flight 175, again, boarded by five jihadis. These we're all from the United Arab Emirates, which proclaims itself and purports itself to be more of a moderate Muslim country, and it is uh, for the most part. But uh, but these came in, and uh, sorry, two from U- United Arab Emirates, the others from Saudi Arabia. My bad. And uh, at 9:03, uh, flight 175 hit the South Tower between the 77th and 85th floor. 55 minutes later, that building collapsed. Of course, we knew at that time that that uh, plane hit. Uh, We were under a terrorist attack. We were in a new world. I was listening when that happened in the the car. And um, and then uh, after that, Tower 1 came down. It took an hour and 41 minutes for that building to collapse. 
I think maybe the Tower 2 was hit lower, and that's why it uh, collapsed sooner. And I'm looking at the time. We're going to have to stop there. But when we come back, I want to continue more about that as we remember and prepare ourselves for the anniversary of 9-11. It matters, folks. We better not forget our history. If we do, we'll be doomed to repeat it again in the future. And we'll get in tomorrow. Why? Why do? Why did they do it? What was their real goal? Hope you'll join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you. I have an urgent and heartfelt request that we hope will touch your hearts. Underground churches are growing in Iran, and there are brave individuals who have chosen to follow their faith and become pastors, yet they have not had any formal training. These pastors, however, face tremendous challenges in pursuing their calling. I'm flying to Turkey to meet with other missionaries and to teach Bible doctrine to these pastors and to mentor them in biblical ministry. I get this for only $200, these Iranian pastors can travel by bus to neighboring Turkey. Our goal is to bring 30 pastors on this journey to equip them with the knowledge and skills they need to properly feed their flocks. Imagine the impact your donation can make. Your generosity can transform lives from one of the darkest corners of the world, Iran. Please open your hearts and give today. Your donation, whether big or small, can make an incredible difference. You can give today at our website, fortressoffaith.com. That's fortressoffaith.com. Or call us at 800-616-0082. Again, that's 800-616-0082. Thank you for your compassion, and thank you for making a real difference in the lives of these brave pastors.